Your home for the Oklahoma State Cowboys is the Blitz 1170. This Blitz Breakdown is brought to you by Duvall Plumbing. Seriously, like we can't have Bryce be doing updates and then fall into whatever nasally whiny thing that I have going on. That's completely unfair. <laughs> That's not fair. By the we, intern. we can't be doing this. <laughs> can't at all. My man has a future in VOs if he really wants it. <laughs> like the, I, there, there's some dudes that make a ton of money doing that. I, I, I know a guy that takes a, a portable rig on the road with him because he has three houses, one in Miami, one in New York proper, and then another in the Hamptons, all because he does voiceover work. So there's a lucrative business for that, and Bryce definitely needs to check that out. And stop having him do updates with me following him. That's not fair at all. (laughs) He's doing one more. Uh, We're live at the Scoreboard Sports Bar here inside River Spirit Casino Resort, giving you an opportunity to win a trip to see the Dallas Cowboys play on Thanksgiving Uh, We're doing that until the end of the month, by the way. So you still have an opportunity to come by here and check things out for sure. Uh, All right, let's hit up the Oklahoma Ford Dealers Hotline. And welcome back in Andrew Ellis, who writes for Hog Sports, part of the 24-7 Sports Network here on the Blitz. What's going on, Andrew? How are you today, man? Oh, I'm doing good today. How are you guys doing? I'm, uh, I'm doing well. Um... I have two basic questions when it comes to Arkansas. Uh, I'll save the very simple one for my next question. But the first one is, and I don't, I don't know what the feeling is now after last week, but how far off am I on after the Alabama game? You, you look around and you have this understanding like, okay, it's Alabama. And, yes, the backup quarterback came in and did some things. But you were in a position after that loss – uh, that you've kind of created yourself because you outplayed Texas A&M virtually the entire game, right? A couple of the, of the losses here, like you can look directly in the mirror in and say, maybe we should only have one loss at this point, and now it seems to have snowballed on them a little bit. How far off am I on that entire scenario? You are, you are dead on with that scenario. And uh, if, if you think Arkansas fans are finding any silver linings in the fact that they – some of their losses are self-inflicted. They are not. They are uh, they are in shambles as we speak. They are not happy about it. And you, know, you mentioned the Texas A&M game. That's the one that you know it felt bad in the moment. But I feel like looking back, that's the one that's going to haunt Arkansas fans for the rest of the season and probably for years to come. Because I mean, they just they just had no business losing that game. And you know, really, oh, among all that's happened for Arkansas this season, if they just do what they need to do and win that game it changes the entire feel of how this thing plays out because then you could you could start doing the game where you say, okay, we lost to Alabama. No, it's a backup quarterback, but it's Alabama. And, we, you know, didn't have K.J. Jefferson, so we lose a tough road game, which is going to be a tough road game anyway. You're 4-2, and two, got a chance to, you know, win this game at BYU. You go into the bye week 5-2. and two. That's an entirely different dynamic than it is right now where, you know, I think Arkansas fans are looking at this BYU game, which, by the way, is not going to be, you know, a cupcake at all. And they're, they're looking at this like they have to win this game. I mean, this is borderline. You know, I hate using terms like must win, but, you know, I feel like there's a lot of tension, a lot of pressure, and this is a humongous game for them this weekend. It's going to be interesting to see how they respond to this adversity. Okay, so here's the simple one. What happened? 
<laughs> what what happened? And I, I get the sense that it's a combination and a culmination of multiple items that have gone wrong for them. But I never thought, right, that they would go in and lay an egg like that with Mississippi State. Uh, that was a that was a thrashing that I never thought would take place. So what what happened? Well, so the last time I was on this show, I believe was the week before, or it was the few days before the Missouri State game, going into week three. And at that point in time, Arkansas had a little bit of, you know, some question marks in the secondary. They didn't know if they were going to have Miles Flusher back or not. Since then, it's just gone up even worse. And they, the secondary is just decimated at this point. I mean, you lose Jalen Catalan for the year, and he's a guy who missed a lot of time last year. Losing Tim for the year, I mean, that's a team captain. That's a former All-SEC performer. That alone is tough for any team, especially a team like Arkansas, who you know doesn't have a ton of overwhelming depth compared to other SEC teams. That that was a tough blow alone. And then you have Miles Flusher, who's one of your best cover guys, your starting nickel. He's been in and out of the lineup, and they're not sure if he's going to be back this weekend or not. Jaden Johnson is a guy who they moved to the nickel spot to start for Slusher, and he's played a lot of safety in his career. He's also been out. Kari Johnson's a guy that was playing cornerback. They moved him to safety because of some needs and some guys going down. He's also out. And so it's just been a revolving door of different guys. And when you got two former walk-ons who are not only starting but playing 85, 90 snaps a week for the, for the Hogs back there. And when you, have some, when you have a decimated secondary, I think Mississippi State's the last team you want to play. And uh, that's what's so funny about the, the Mississippi State game is that everyone all week it was, what's going to happen with KJ? Are they, is he going to be available? It didn't even matter. I mean, Malik Hornsby had some good moments in that game. You know, their offense moved the ball a lot at times. They couldn't convert in the reds on everything, but it really didn't matter. I mean, Mississippi State and Will Rogers did whatever they wanted against that defense and probably would have no matter what happened. So, yeah, and listen, it, you get to a point where you just have to throw your hands up in the air sometimes with the amount of injuries that you have, and especially on the back end. I mean, to see them – basically what switched from their three-man uh, rush to drop eight zone <laughs> with what they're doing. They're doing everything that they can to try to just survive in a, in a moment like this. And I, I never thought that, you know, it was going to be pretty by any means. Uh, I guess I just didn't realize that it, that it had gotten to the depths that it actually had on there. And, look, if you're, if you're just essentially right – um, now having to commit to a defense like this, and I don't know what the comments have, have said moving forward this week to, to what they're going to have to do, but do they have any other recourse because of the amount of injuries that they have in the back end on the on the defensive side of the ball? Also, you know, for a lot of this year, they've been wanting to play three safeties and, you know, kind of have that three. They, they like to do that 3-2-6 look. And, you know, because it's funny that the whole premise of that was, this time last year, Arkansas felt pretty good about their depth in the secondary, and they didn't feel good about their defensive line depth. So the solution was kind of play as many DBs as you can and just try to get some athletic guys in space and see if you can make some things happen. And, you know, they, they had some, some ups and downs last year. But for the most part, I mean, it's a team that won nine games. They gave up some yards. But that bend but don't break, you know, style of defense kind of worked for them, that you know, dropping eight and just kind of keeping everything in front of them. But, man, it's just – I don't know, man. It's 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 really interesting. I, you know, I'm sure they're they're gonna find some solutions. Barry Odom is not as bad as the Arkansas numbers to this point indicate, and I'm sure he's you know he's working hard. He's gonna find some type of solution, and those have to 
maybe bring some more pressure. That's something they had a lot of success with early in the season. I mean, that, through four weeks, they were leading the SEC in sacks, top of the country, near, near the top of the country there. So maybe that's just the solution is to try to bring pressure and worry about the rest later. Who knows? And, you know, Bumper Pool is one of their, their top, you know, been there. He just broke the career tackles record for University of Arkansas. He's also a little bit banged up, too. So it's like they just, I mean, they, they just seem like they can't get any positive momentum. They can't get any breaks. And, they you know, they dropped four interceptions last week against Mississippi State. That was another thing that kind of loomed largely because it seemed like every time they would drop an interception, there would be a touchdown two plays later. So it's like, it's like this team is just searching desperately for any break to go their way. And, you know, you know how college football is, where sometimes that's all it kind of takes, just to get yeah. some momentum, get some confidence back, and you can kind of, you know, see what you got. But, yeah, this week, like I said, it, it really is. This is make or break time for Arkansas. You really do not want to go into the bye week three and four, especially when the four happen consecutively. You know, it's, it's, really, it's really important that whatever the best version of this Arkansas team is from an effort standpoint – it's important that it has to come out this weekend. And, you know, we're going to see what this team is made of a little bit. Obviously, there's still tons of injuries. So, even if they are playing hard, it's, it's going to be hard to do. But, you know, they just can't afford to give up these chunk plays and punches like they've been doing. It also doesn't help because you talk about momentum. Uh, it doesn't help as well when you're trying to figure out what you're doing at quarterback either. Now, it's, it's, it's Hornsby, right? Like, that's – that's uh, moving forward on this, but like during a moment like that, right? Um, is is that you're the guy that you thought was going to be your backup probably doesn't end up being it, and it takes you a little while to figure that out. And fans get grumpy about that as well. Like, how in the hell could you think that this guy was going to be the one to do it? And then Hornsby comes in, but all of that factors and plays a role in what you're doing defensively too, because that momentum and that feeling of confidence when you know that your offense isn't able to go out there and extend drives to do the things that that they're used to in the early portion of the season, it all wraps into to one big problem for them. But at least it seems like. Um, and, and at this point that they found out that it is indeed Malik Hornsby. Oh, yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because you're right. It all does kind of tie in together, and you know, the vibe with the team, was just, it just took such a drastic turn, you know. I mean, I think preseason, everyone, you know, everyone felt so good about what this team could do and kind of liked the pieces, and, you know, like we, you know, I don't, I don't think anyone was expecting this team to win a national championship or anything, but, you know, there's just a very good vibe around the program, and, you know, Sam Pittman could do no wrong, and all these things, and then now it's like it just seemed like everything kind of went against them at the same time, and that was really on both sides of the ball. But, yeah, I think Malik Hornsby is a guy, has been a polarizing figure for, for the Hogs for a while because, you know, he showed last week the good and the bad. I mean, he's truly one of the fastest quarterbacks in the country. Mike Leach called him the fastest quarterback in the SEC, and I don't even think that's ridiculous to say at all. He really is that special of an athlete. And, you know, everyone says, oh, well, he can't throw. Which is true. He, he struggles with accuracy time to time, but he made a couple of throws in that game where you're just like, wow. You know, you kind of just take a step back and you're like, wow, this is a guy that was their third-string quarterback coming into this week. Like, he's, he's so talented. And, and there's a guy that they've tried to get involved in the offense, whether that be a receiver on reverses or little packages here and there. And I don't know what happened, and I don't know why Cade Horton, a walk-on who's on his third team, I don't know why he started that game. Nobody really knows here. I mean, it's just kind of like a thing that happened, and I don't know what happened behind the scenes there, but the good news for Arkansas is they should be getting KJ Jefferson back this week. And I think that brings a lot of stability back and that brings, you know, just kind of a better feel for the offense. And the defense is probably past the point of no return. I don't think there's anyone who has confidence in that unit. 
But, you know, getting your, your guy back, your quarterback back, should help them continue to uh, – they've been running the ball really well. That should continue against the BYU team that struggles on the, uh, to defend the run. So if the offense can kind of get some momentum going and control the game on the ground and control the line of scrimmage, hopefully it takes a little bit of a, a little bit of pressure off of this Arkansas defense and, you know, we'll kind of see what they can do. But, yeah, they're, uh, they desperately need some positive momentum, and it could come from anywhere. They're looking for anything. Just one of those odd quirks in the schedule, right? Boy, you sure as hell would like to have that off week now and play BYU next week instead of having to play them this week and then having to buy. But – Them's the break sometimes, um, and it's unfortunate to put the make-or-break tag, uh, tag on, on a game like this, but that's just the position that they're in right now, and I know it's got to be frustrating to a lot of people over there the way this has played out. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, preseason, you know, a lot of people were kind of looking at that BYU game, and they knew it would be a tough game and kind of a tough road trip, but it was kind of a, oh, that'll be a fun matchup. You know, it would be nice to go to Provo and play a game in the mountains and everything. Now it's kind of the vibe is completely different where it's like everyone's feeling the pressure, the tension, and the fan base is anxious. And you know how it is where in college football, if you give your fan base any reason to feel anxious, they will take it and run with it. And all of a sudden you have something, you know, you don't want on your hands. But that's why, you know, like I've said it a few times now, but, you know, you just really do not want to go into this bye week with another loss and give your fan base two more weeks of panicking, freaking out, and overreacting because they will do all those things. Probably if it's deserved or not, but yeah, this is uh, it's, it's hard to understate how or overstate how big of a game this is for Arkansas. There is no doubt at all, Andrew. I appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much for kind of clarifying a few things with us uh, on Arkansas. Always appreciate when you uh, are able to come on with us, and we look forward to doing it again soon. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. That is uh, Andrew Ellis from hogsports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network, H-A-W-G Sports, just to make sure that you get that spelled correctly. We are hanging out at River Spirit Casino Resort today inside the Scoreboard Sports Bar. My name is Jeremy Poplin. We have a chance for you, courtesy of our friends or from our friends from Miller Lite, to win tickets to see the Cowboys play on Thanksgiving. We're taking on the Giants on Thanksgiving Day. That is tickets to the game. It's a hotel stay at the Gaylord Texan. That's a $900 value. $500 cash. We'll throw one on top of that. And and access to the DraftKings party. The cool thing about the Gaylord, too, is they have a shuttle service that runs from the hotel straight to the stadium, and you do not have to put up with any of the absolute nonsense and garbage that is trying to park at AT AT&T Stadium. It is a nightmare of epic proportions. But ride the shuttle from the Gaylord. Trust me, it's awesome. Wake up in the morning, have a few uh, Bloody Marys, maybe throw back a few cold ones, and then go enjoy Thanksgiving right there inside the stadium. All right, we'll take a timeout. Colby Daniels has joined us here at our broadcast location here inside the Scoreboard Sports Bar. We'll find out what's up with him and kick off the Blitz Mix next.